Do you want to be inspired by other brilliant business owners? Find out how and why they set their brilliant businesses up. Discover some of the triumphs and struggles they face along the way. If so, then you are in the right place. Welcome to the Brilliant Businesses Podcast. We interview business owners to find out their story and journey as to how they set their businesses up. We believe that story is an important way of making their businesses shine, and we share those stories on this podcast. Keep building those brilliant businesses. So good morning, everyone. Welcome to a Brilliant Businesses podcast. My name is Nick Bryant. And today I'm joined by two guests. I'm joined by Matthew Rose and Greg Thurston's from the Elite Football Programme. Yep. Hello, Matthew. How are you? <laughs> I'm all right, thank you. Bit of a pause there. No worries. Um, so the Elite Football Programme is based at Beachwood School. Um, and the aim of the football programme is to be a unique development hub for aspiring football players. Yeah. Um, but we'll start the podcast off, Matthew, by you telling us about your journey and how you got okay. to where you are. I'm going to chuck in, a, you know, um, the QPR and the former course, Arsenal stuff. <laughs> no worries. But yeah, take it away. So, I mean, starting from the beginning, my background yeah. in terms of football and why even it's relevant in terms of what we're doing now. I, I went to school, I played football all the way through, you know, from very early age. Yeah. Up into being picked up by Arsenal at twelve, wow. going through the whole schoolboy system, doing my apprenticeship with Arsenal, going on to earn a professional contract, uh, and and sort of that just that part of the journey, you can see a lot of pitfalls. So yeah. there's a lot of good players out there competing for the same place and same space. Mm. Uh, and what's important, what and what you begin to to learn, especially as you're older, is that very minimal the amount of players that are actually going to make that grade okay yeah. and those that actually do make the grade then it's very minimal again to those that can make of such a level that then they can finish from football and have a nice life so yeah. it becomes really evident that education is such an important part for football players to maintain mm. uh because you never know as a, as a fallback mechanism exactly yeah, exactly yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah so that's one of the messages we're bringing in terms of the program we're bringing to beachwood that's why we've got the obviously the can academic uh, and the football side of it. Okay. So, so before, so Beachwood, um, the, the football program is set up in September 2022? Yes. Uh, it's going to start September 2023. Okay, so it's not actually start. yeah. So, the, yeah, the basic basis of the year, we call it a foundation year. And, right. And that's basically for us to get everything ready and set up. So that's, we've got a brand new strength and uh, conditioning gym just nearly finished. It's okay. to make sure the pitches are in position. We've got the goals there. We've got a whole program there ready. Uh, and obviously it's recruitment. We've got a year then to yeah. recruit uh, the students, stroke players, f to start in September 23 on their journey. Okay, okay. So your your job is head of coaching? It is, yes. Yes, okay. So tell us a bit about that. What does that involve? So as head of coaching, so my my idea is, my, my primary role is the philosophy in terms of football development. So going back to me, obviously I I played and you'll probably talk about that a bit anyway, but yeah. uh, when I, when I retired from football, I took two years off. I did some finance stuff. Okay. Had a eureka moment yeah. at the end of two years that I needed to get back into football and then started my own coaching pathway. Okay. Uh, and part of that pathway, a lot of it was based upon football development. So it's bringing the development ideas that I bought from Arsenal, talking with Arsene Wenger, learning from wow. Arsene Wenger and bringing those ideas now to Beachwood that I've took to various of ad academies, but yeah. 
then we're giving players a proper academy experience, a proper development experience. Mm. Uh, and primarily it's based upon development coaching. Good development coaching is about developing individuals. It's not about having school teams that win everything and we're playing fixtures every week. It's yeah. not about that. It's about developing individuals to be the best player they can be. Yeah. That's the real em- emphasis. Okay. And your experience with, um, with, with working with people like Arsene Wenger, yeah. and the, you know, that passing that on to, to kids now, I yeah. guess is, um, do they, the kids go a little bit, you know, um, sort of awe inspired by that? Are they, uh, are they, are they, are they yeah. It's, I mean, even the kids now, once they find out that you've played professional football, mm. then it, it's, I wouldn't say you get respect, but it's almost to them, it's like, oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I, I wouldn't say I was ever a household name and I'm 47 years of age now. There's lots <laughs> yeah. of younger players that sure. they'll relate to a lot more. But yeah. the fact that I've been there yeah, and I've played professional football uh, and I've coached first team football as well is the players, even now we've, we found even with the children and the parents come to Beachwood, it becomes quite an attractive thing for them because they they know I know what it takes to become a professional football player. Absolutely, sense. yeah. I think that's such a benefit because not that, not that I'm knocking any other teacher for any other no, reason, sure. but um, I think that when someone has been there, seen it and done it, I yeah. mean, it's so much more inspiring and yeah. that's what you've got. That's, exactly. Yeah. We, we want all, I mean, we want all our staff to be full-time and qualified. You know, we don't want, and again, no disrespect to PE teachers, but yeah. if this is a football program, we want football staff. So, of course. you know, we want people that have been around football, the world of football in some context or another that yeah. then can have the benefit for the players. So again, not disrespect to PE staff, but a lot of schools will have a PE member of staff doing some of the football coaching and then they're back doing lessons yeah. where mm. we'll be devoted solely and focused to that football. Yeah, yeah. So how does it work? So someone comes along to to um, to Beechwood School and they're studying as well. Yep. Um, so it's not just football, is it? They, they've got their education there as well and this is um, something as well as. Yeah, mm. I mean, and, and Greg, I'll talk to, to you more about the education because okay. Greg's expertise is that, that, that field, you know. I mean, yeah. he's had, he had some experience as a goalkeeper. He was at Chelsea uh, as a young lad for okay. six months, didn't make the grade, but he really knows the education. And this is why it's such a unique program. I'm bringing sort of my world of football and excellence, and he's bringing his world of education and sport mm. to make two perfect worlds meet. So that's, yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, Greg would be better placed in terms of, more on the education. Okay, side. well, talk to we're gonna, Greg's going to yeah. be with us shortly, so we yeah. can talk about that. Um, so, Beechwood School—it's a, it's a lovely school. Jim passed yes. many times. Um, the facilities there are, 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 are superb, aren't they? As far as I mean, the facilities for, for football, yeah, um, you've got everything you need and some. Yeah, I mean, I was the same. You drive past it; it's a lovely building, but you don't realise till you actually go in it. Oh, how beautiful! How, it is. Okay, yes, yeah, yeah, it's, it's yeah. real. It's like a TARDIS almost. You walk yeah. in there; it's. You look out the back, they've got lovely grounds. Uh, the Alpha Group who who invested in Beechwood School and own other schools like uh, Sackville are investing lots of money in it. So, mm. you know, the infrastructure, the classrooms have all improved. They've mm. spent a lot of money. We've just put a new strength conditioning gym in. We've yeah. got uh, investing money in the pitches down below. So everything is there what we need, yeah. which is ideal. So, you know, it's it's very quick for us to move in from the football back to the education. So yeah. We're all in one area. Talk to me a little bit about the football side of things, because that's your side. Yeah. As far as um, a, a um, an approach that you would take yes. to teach kids to okay. to be good footballers. Okay. So, I mean, the the basis knowing their basic levels to begin with. So, whilst we're not, we try not to be elitist. We are looking for players of a of a good level. You know, we yeah. want players that come in because what we want to do if we've got a group of players, we don't want three or four players that are of a good level 
two or three maybe that can't kick a ball because then it's to the detriment of those players that we are trying to really improve. So Mm. the first thing I say is we're trying to get each year group, hopefully should be players of a good standard. The idea then is is trying to develop them. So when we look about developing, especially younger players, it's making sure in their technical bases there, you know, and, and correcting the basics. So yeah. we'll always keep going back to the basics with their left foot, right foot, making sure everything's done correctly. So if we can nail the basics, then we've got room to improve and room to grow. And then we'll tackle the physical side of it, the mental. This, yeah. the, when we talk about football, there's those four sides, you know, the social the physical the mental the tactical and we've got to tackle all four of those yeah it's just how do you tackle them mm. what age do you tackle them and etc so yeah, yeah but it's all built towards individual so yeah. you know it's knowing that individual strengths and weaknesses and how we can improve each of those areas boys and girls boys and girls really important uh, yeah really important and mm. the girls the girls is huge mm. uh, and we're finding lots of application from girls and, yeah and I, at the moment would say the girls is probably going to look the stronger. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah, it's because definitely. of the, the World Cup, and uh, yeah, yeah, I think so. It's definitely yeah. because of the World Cup, and there's yeah. lots of lots of talented girls in Tunbridge Wells, lots mm. in the surrounding areas. Uh, and I don't think the boys. There's other. There's always something for boys going about. And while we're unique for the boys, we're very, very unique for girls. You yeah. know, there's nothing they won't have something like this yeah. or experienced anything like this. So mm. yeah, we're, we're unique, and we'd encourage boys and girls of to course apply. yeah yeah, yeah. Um, what do you like about it Matthew what's the best thing why, why are you doing it what's, what's, what, what do you get out of it the most I, I love development coaching like okay. I say yeah. I, I've had a good career in football and mm. I've been lucky enough to play lots of games in football and as I've said I've seen players fall to the side yeah I know what it makes to develop but and I've also been lucky enough to work in development coaching and okay. I was a first team coach at Barnsley you know right so okay. I've had yeah, yeah I've seen both spectrums but yeah Whilst I whilst I love being around the first team and that buzz of winning, mm-hmm. development coaching is very different. And to see a child develop from 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, and then go on to play professional football, yes. it's a complete oh, different feel. And yeah. that's I like that and I enjoy that. And yeah. I enjoy that seeing that happen. It's quite an emotional journey to I see. Can, I can imagine such an achievement for them yeah. and for you to make yeah. that they've got and that place. Ultimately, that's what we'll judge ourselves on. You yeah. know, you, you always got to be held accountable for something. So mm. how do we hold ourselves accountable? Not on winning things. We hold ourselves accountable was what did we do for that individual? Did they get to play professional football? Yeah. Did they get that US scholarship? Did they go to Loughborough? Or ultimately, did we make that person the best player they could be? Yeah. And if we can say yes, then we've done yeah. our job. And that, yeah. that's what we're trying to achieve. That's really good. Probably a good time to bring Greg in now because I wanted to say about not only is it obviously they've got to excel at football, but yes. they've got to excel yeah, in their exactly. teaching as well yeah. in, in their learning. Exactly. Um, so should we, should, we bring in, should we bring Greg in now? Yeah, bring okay. him in. Why okay. not? <laughs> <laughs> Swap them over. So Greg, Greg Thurston's, um, Greggy, Greg, where are you? <laughs> yeah, Greg. <laughs> we, were about, no, we were talking earlier about names and what we, how we present it to each other. Um, so you're the director of football. That's correct. Um, yeah. At um, the Elite Football Programme. So let's do the same thing and tell us about your journey and about how you got to where you are. And then let's talk about the football side of things. Yeah, I think so. I started off um, playing, you know, grassroots and then went to university and and started to progress significantly as a player as a goalkeeper actually I was okay yeah yeah um and then got got scouted by Chelsea football club wow um went in there 
and um, for six months and, and realised I wasn't quite at the level um, <laughs> and then played for a, a host of non-league teams. Okay. Um, and probably in my early 20s, mid-20s, I, I realised that actually I really enjoyed the coaching side of things yeah. and that I felt I could uh, add significant value to something that potentially wasn't there. Okay. Um, ended up doing all my coaching badges and, and qualified with my A-licence outfield and A-licence goalkeeping. And I, I think at, at that time, I was the youngest to achieve both, which oh, yeah. is quite a... It's an achievement. Yeah, it was quite an achievement yeah. at the time because it's quite a long process. Uh, okay. And... and yeah, alongside that, I did my postgraduate certificate of education uh, to become a teacher, and right. became a head of head of football at an independent school. And you know, understood that in the independent sector, that the facilities were outstanding, and there was a real desire to to offer football. And then moved to Royal Russell School in Croydon, yeah, uh, and was the director of sports. So I was in charge of all the sports um, and learned a hell of a lot there. Really, how to build a a complex program, yep. um, considering sport and academia, um, built relationships with students and parents. And it soon became obvious that football in itself, alongside academia, was a USP. Yep. Um, and we attracted significant students, uh, both boys and girls, in, in the day side, so normal day students, and also uh, independent schools, some offer boarding, and, and we attracted them in boarding. Yeah. Um, and then I met the uh, the the Alpha Group who own um, Beechwood, and me and Matt went up to see them, and and their philosophy was very much aligned with ours, and and we um, you know we were able to to agree and and move across to to Beechwood and, yeah. and you know instill this this program, but it'd be even more bespoke and more unique. So yeah, really exciting journey it's been. If yeah. You. And that's a great partnership with you and Matthew about both of your skills that you can bring in there. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and offer it to the to the school. Um, so how do how do people if, if people are watching this and they want their children to get involved, what do they do? So yeah, I mean I would say if they go to www.beachwood.org.uk, the website has all the information they need. Okay. Uh, but they can ring the school and speak to the yeah. admissions team and and we would book a tour with them. And if they were really keen, we could do one-on-ones as well so we can assess them and yeah. see where their level's at. Um, but, yeah, yeah, I think, yeah. And do they – when once once they're going, once you're going, you go and have fixtures with other with other schools and other teams? Yeah, so yeah. Matt alluded to it earlier. I think the traditional independent school model is loads and loads of fixtures and often there's yeah. a, um, a conflict with their clubs. Right. Um, and, and that's something we experienced at Royal Russell. We won pretty much everything in terms <laughs> of, like, outside the professional game – on the independent circuit, on the non-league circuit. But this is different. This is working with clubs, whether yeah. that be professionally or grassroots, to ensure that it's about the individual and there's development there. We will have fixtures and we'll, we'll select competitions yeah. um, just to assess where the students are at. But ultimately, the programme is not designed around a heavy fixture list. It's it's based on quality of fixture, yeah. you know, ones that, that will give players exposure, but also develop them because it's at the right level. Mm. Um, but it's more about that individual development, like okay. Matt said earlier. Yeah, yeah. Um, bit of a difficult question, but um, I don't mean to be difficult. What if they don't, what if someone, come, a child comes along and, and doesn't make it as a pro footballer, that he doesn't go any further for them? You know, how do you deal with that disappointment? If there is a disappointment, obviously they've got their education as well, so that's good, but... Yeah, I think, uh, you know, the the performance programme that we're going to offer the staff have a, a real, uh, you know, depth of, um, of specialisms. So we've got yeah. physiotherapists, people that have been in broadcasting, marketing, um, coaching, uh, you know, so many teaching. Yeah. So I think 
people that experience the program are going to going to understand that and the the, the wider context of the of football and sport and we can help students you know go down those pathways as they develop and get older and yeah. usually it's around 16 to 18 when a, a player will realize it, it's becoming less likely right. and start looking at what other career pathways they would take mm. um so yeah I've, we've had a vast experience in that with our students go to the us on college scholarships uh into spain on football programs yeah. um the UK, you know, looking at the individual universities and what strengths they offer. Yeah. Is someone more academic and therefore mm. they would go to a more academic-based university or someone that's actually more football mm. and they would look at that, that type of university. So, yeah, it's, uh, you know, we've got, got good experience in that area. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. yeah. Well, I think it's important, you know, if you've got, um, if there's a, some, somewhere else you can go as and when you've done it. But I think along the way, there's just, just pure enjoyment for them as well, I think, Agreed. isn't it? You know, if they don't make it, they've had a great, they've had a great time doing it. And that's, um, important as well. Um, Beachwood School, um, again, well, we're talking to Matthew about this, but why, why, what makes them a bit different as far as for, for your choice of going to their, using them? Yeah, I think there are numerous factors. Mm. Um, but, you know, the key factors I would say, one, I don't think there's anything like this in the Tunbridge Wells and wider area. Tunbridge Wells is is generally in, in the areas considered more rugby based. Yes, but actually, I'd yeah. say, you know, the vast majority of the high percentage probably are more football based because it is, you know, the you know probably the most played sport. You yeah. know, certainly team sport in the UK. Yeah. Um, and it, and like Matt was suggesting, the girls' side in particular is 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 huge. It's it's becoming yeah. massive. Uh, been quite overwhelmed actually you know in an exciting way <laughs> yeah uh, how the girls have you know really come on board and they're really looking forward to joining the program and we can push that in a unique sense but <clears throat> i think demographics is massive yeah. you know yeah we're near london yes, and we're course. also near, near the, the coast yeah the yeah. coast with the south with the clubs you know around brighton mm. and portsmouth southampton um and then obviously you've got the London clubs as well, Crystal yeah. Palace, Chelsea, et cetera. So we've got players that are currently at those types of clubs and those that are just below that level looking to get into that environment. Yeah, no, it's a really good point. Location is really important actually, isn't it? Because some people could go up to, I don't know, to, to a school up in Leicester and do it. And um, yeah. But then you're quite a long way from London and the London clubs maybe is the, the enticing thing for people, I think. I think you're absolutely yeah. right. And yeah, I think yeah. Tumshaw is a nice area yeah, as well. I think yeah. it's worth saying that. Yeah, yeah. You know, uh, I love Royal Russell. But yeah. I think being in Croydon, that's that's probably a more challenging environment if you yeah. step outside the school. Um, mm. For boarding students uh, at Beechwood they, they, and, and day students, that's not the case. Obviously, Tunbridge Wells is a, a you know a safe environment. Yeah. Or, or I don't think anywhere is perfectly no, safe. No. But, you know, it's, it's great no. bad places as well. We know <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> um, I asked Matthew this as well, but what's what's the best thing about it for you, Greg? What do you enjoy about most about what you do? I, I think um, you know. I've loved winning things over the oh, years. Right, yes. That's been great. But yeah. the reality that that it, this has given me time to reflect. And I think when you when it really boils down to it, winning is a short-term fix. Yes. Uh, yes. When you're talking about students at a younger age, what we really should be doing is looking at how we can develop them long-term. And I think, you know, we've had Rihanna and Reese and, and other students that have gone on uh, to play professionally and people that have gone on, like I said earlier, to U.S scholarships and I think mm. keeping those relationships and the relationships with the parents is really what it's about that is that's really success in my eyes like yes. I say 
winning national competitions is great short term, but it doesn't help that person longer term necessarily. The benefits aren't there mm. like they will be with it for, for for an individual development program where the philosophy is about development. Yeah, that's a really big part of it afterwards, isn't it? And just keep absolutely, in touch, yeah. yeah. And we do like keep that. in touch with them. I guess that's a really really valid point you're yeah. making. I think yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. you know continue to try and support Reese, who unfortunately didn't make the World Cup squad through injury, and oh, yeah. uh, you know I'm contacting him and. Wishing him well and trying to support him. I'm sure he'll be fine. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sure he'll be right. Um, that's great. I think um, I've covered pretty much everything. Um, if the, there's lots of other things we could probably go through about um, the the facilities and things. Actually, we were going to touch on that. The facilities. Um, yeah. Did Matt? Well, Matthew spoke a bit about it, but um, um, like, like you know, you're a goalkeeper. So I mean, th- as far as goals go, you know, quality goals, quality balls, quality um, grounds, quality. Um, changing rooms. I mean, Beachwood's got it all, isn't it? I think you're absolutely yeah, right. Yeah, and, yeah. you know, there were areas that we highlighted to the Alpha Group who own um, Beachwood that, that they needed to develop. And, you know, they, they've invested. They put stuff in that you recommended. Absolutely. So, yeah, for yeah. example, goals. And I think for me, players and parents and people generally like details. So the pitches need to be immaculate. The goals need to be box goals, you know, not right. fixed. Yes. So they're, you know, the players like, like shooting and those types of goals. And yeah. these are small details that might seem irrelevant, but I think they're, they're much more relevant to yeah. the, to the players. And then the S and C looking at, you know, rehabilitation and, mm. you know, what f- facilities we need in there and taking advice from the very best to ensure mm. that they're, you know, they're correct as well. So, mm. Yeah, no, you are right. Facilities are, are, are critical. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. Um, thank you, Greg. That's brilliant. And thank you to Matthew oh as God. well, who's right behind me. Um, it's been a really interesting chat. And um, I think if, if anyone wants to find out more, then they can just pick the phone up to Beechwood uh, yeah. and speak to one of you guys or go on the website that you said um, and just get some more information. But um, um, thank you very much for joining us. My pleasure. And um, we'll, we'll see you on for another podcast soon. Um, if you like what we're doing, please subscribe and um, um, see you for another one soon. Thank you. Cheers, Take care. Bye. Bye.